You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunkin' with Wolves, the Timberwolves site and the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Thursday, everybody. Today, the Minnesota Timberwolves, or actually Wednesday afternoon, the Timberwolves released their Summer League roster for Las Vegas Summer League that kicks off this weekend. The Wolves' first game is on Sunday evening. So for the first part of the show today, I want to go through the roster. There's a couple of intriguing names, certainly a few players that are actually under contract with the Wolves, two-way players, a couple of uh, recent draft picks by the Wolves, who, of course, saw minutes last year, as well as an Exhibit 10 player. So a few players to talk about on that roster. I want to go through it. And then a couple of guys that I'm going to be intrigued to watch that um, don't currently have any sort of contract with the Wolves beyond the Summer League, but I'm going to keep an eye out for Uh, and plenty of players with NBA experience with other organizations as well. So I want to go through that roster here early in the show. And then I want to hit, I want to talk a little bit about Laurie Markkinen. Um, I haven't really spent a lot of time talking about him yet on the show. Obviously, he's been a a rumored trade target now each of the last couple of off-seasons. Touched on it a little bit earlier this week. The Wolves were apparently still interested per several reports out there. Uh, But I want to talk a little bit more about you know, what, what could that look like? What would the Wolves have to give up to get Laurie Markin in and, and what would need to be a sign and trade this off season? And, and is that a good idea? Um, you know, should they even be exploring it? So uh, we'll get into that here just a little bit. First though, a reminder, if you're not already following the podcast or subscribed to the podcast, you can do so anywhere you listen, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves and at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Okay, let's talk summer league roster. So the Wolves summer league roster, um, per usual, has a number of names, you know, undrafted guys that that just recently completed college. A lot of players who played overseas, played in the G League for the last couple of years. The names of note, of course, the two players on the roster that we, we knew this as of a couple of weeks ago, Chris Finch said, uh, basically announced this on the radio, that Jaden McDaniels would be the focal point is how he put it of the Wolves summer league entry. So he is on the roster and they're going to do a lot with him. Um, Also, by the way, Joseph Blair, the Timberwolves assistant coach who was promoted to a front of the bench role this year after being on the staff last year, he's going to be front of the bench assistant and the new defensive coordinator taking those duties over from David Vanterpool. He of course had been an assistant um, in Houston with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. The G league had been their head coach for one year, was an assistant with the 76ers a couple of years ago and came over to Minnesota prior to last season. Um, He's the head coach of the summer league team this year. He held some media availability on Wednesday, I believe, and and spoke a little bit to Jaden McDaniel's role in summer and basically said what, you know, what Chris Finch alluded to a couple of weeks ago is that they need McDaniels to 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 put the ball on the floor, right? Uh, his offense, his role in the offense was extremely low usage and very simplistic last season as a rookie, and, and rightfully so. He was the last option when he was on the floor. It was a catch and shoot situation. Occasionally, he'd take a couple dribbles and force up a tough mid range jumper, but he wasn't getting to the basket. He wasn't even really used much as a cutter. He was mostly an open floor and then spot up three point shooter. Uh, those were the the two situations in, in which he scored. And if he wants to develop into a true offensive threat, he's obviously got 
he, he has to have the ability to put the ball on the floor and get his own shot um, or or be creative with the ball in his hands. The Wolves are going to ask him to do that in Summer League. The other player on the Timberwolves roster who will be part of the Summer League team is, of course, Jalen Noel, who has spent the last two years in the NBA. Well, I guess his rookie year after being a second round pick, he spent most of that season in Iowa with the with the Iowa Wolves of the G League. But last year, he really came into his own late January into March. Uh, he had the, the the bad leg contusion and missed some time and then wasn't himself when he came back. But I've talked a, a lot on the show. I think Noel has the legit up, like legit upside to be a, a significant impact sixth man type guy, like a microwave scorer off the bench, can score at all three levels if he can defend enough and also distribute enough to actually initiate some offense, potentially be, um, you know, play some kind of not necessarily play point guard, but initiate offense and, and be able to guard twos on the other end of the floor. The biggest issue with him is defense um, and also consistency. He hasn't shot the ball consistently from outside the arc at the NBA level, but he's done that everywhere else. The G League, certainly in college, um, when he was the Pac-12 player of the year, he's always been a good shooter from outside the arc. He's struggled in still relatively limited action at the NBA level. So we'll look for consistency also for him to be able to distribute the ball. I think he'll get plenty of opportunities to initiate offense in the G League. Um, remember, the Wolves have one point guard on the roster. It's D'Angelo Russell. That's it. Uh, there's two-way uh, player, McKinley Wright. Talk about him in a minute. He is on the Summer League roster. He's a point guard. The Wolves are going to try and re-sign Jordan McLaughlin. We've talked about him a lot in the past few days in restricted free agency. But at the moment, it certainly looks like Anthony Edwards will initiate a lot of offense. Um Jalen Noel will get the opportunity to do that off the bench. Even if the Wolves do, and they will, they will sign one point guard, point guard whether it's McLaughlin or somebody else. Jalen Noel is going to have the opportunity to handle the basketball in the half court and create some offense for teammates as well as himself um, in half court sets next season. So hopefully we'll see some of that in, in Las Vegas uh, coming up here over the weekend and into next week. So those are the the current Timberwolves players on the roster. The other names uh, that should sound familiar based on transactions really in just the last week, McKinley Wright is the aforementioned two-way player that is, he's from Champlin, played at Champlin Park High School in the Twin Cities, spent four years at the University of Colorado, talked a lot about him last Friday on the show because the Wolves signed him to a two-way deal immediately following the draft last Thursday. Uh, he's a, a defense first guy with some offensive upside. So excited to see him in summer league, um, probably the most excited uh, you know, just in terms of guys that I haven't seen play really much at all. Um, and then the other two-way player as well, Nathan Knight, who I just talked about on Wednesday's show, he spent last year in a two-way deal with the Atlanta Hawks, played in, I think, 33 games with them, and uh, was played at William & Mary for four years. I, I broke him down on Wednesday's show, so go back and listen to that. But he's a bouncy athletic power forward, can play a little small ball five, can, in theory, stretch the floor a little. Um, he hasn't shot the ball great outside the arc, but he's got touch to do that. Think of him as a, uh, maybe not quite as physical or quite as energetic version of Jared Vanderbilt, but with a little bit more touch from the outside, in theory, a switchable defender. So it'll be fun to watch him as well. Uh, and then the other name that I've talked about before in the show is Isaiah Miller, who signed an Exhibit 10 deal with the Wolves a few days ago, uh, basically ma making him a preferred, uh, likely G League player. So assuming the Wolves don't end up elevating him to the to the active roster at any point uh, prior to next season, he'll have a bonus to remain on the Iowa Wolves roster 
to start the year. Um, and he is another guard, um, another defense first kind of, you know, six foot point guard, a little bit small and, and his calling card is going to be defense, but played four years at UNC Greensboro. And he would be, I guess the fifth name that should sound familiar. Uh, so Noel McDaniels, the two, two way guys in right and night, and then they exhibit 10 signing and Isaiah Miller. There's a handful of other names, guys that have NBA experience. So what I want to do next is run through the guys on the summer league roster who have played in the NBA, two names that I'm going to watch closely players that I haven't already talked about on the show today uh, that hopefully get some run. It's always a little funky leading into summer league. We're not really sure who's actually going to see minutes. There's a handful of guys that usually don't play at all. Um, and then there's a couple that the team clearly wants to get uh, get a look at each year. So hopefully the, the guys I'm picking out will actually get some run in Vegas next week. So we'll get into that here next. And then we'll close by talking about Lori Markin in here in a little bit. First, let's talk about the, the title sponsor of today's show, and that's Rock Auto. This episode's brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why do you often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? One example is, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Uh, you know, questions along that line. And wait while the person behind the counter order the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com, both at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Again, we'll, we'll talk about the Honda, Honda Odyssey. Why not? The fuel pump from a Honda for a Honda Odyssey is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216 from Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solutions to your auto parts needs, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the the players to watch on the Wolves Summer League entry. Again, their first game is Sunday night. It's it's on ESPNU. I think it's a 6 or 7 p.m. Central start. Um, so that game will be televised, and all of them will be between NBA TV and ESPNU. I think the fourth game is ESPN2. Um, so I'll be on TV. So I've talked about the five players who have Wolves contracts outside of Summer League. There's eight total players on the Summer League roster that have NBA experience. Um, already talked about Noel and McDaniels, Nathan Knight, the two-way player, also has NBA experience. Malcolm Miller played for a couple of years for the Toronto Raptors, a very limited time. Um, London Parantis was on the Cleveland Cavaliers like four years ago. He's been played overseas. Uh, Marcus Derrickson, I'll talk more about him in a second, was on a two-way deal with the Golden State Warriors a couple of years ago. Brian Bowen, the second was on a two-way deal with the Pacers last year and has seen NBA action with the Pacers. Uh, and then Kareem Maine with the Orlando Magic has also seen NBA action. The two names that I really want to focus in on, Marcus Derrickson is one of them. Um, so we'll talk about him first. And then the second one is Jared Brownridge. So first, let's talk about Derrickson. As mentioned, he was a, he was a two-way signee as an undrafted uh, free agent for the Golden State Warriors uh, two years ago, the 18-19 season, he appeared in 11 games at the NBA level, only 11 games, but played well uh, in his limited action. In the G League, that year, uh, his rookie year, the 18-19 season, he averaged just under 14.6 rebounds per game, shot the ball 47% from the floor and 42% from three-point range. He's a power forward, six foot seven, a little bit undersized, but kind of a stretch stretch four type player. The following year in, uh, in the G League, he played for 
the College Park Skyhawks after signing an Exhibit 10 deal with the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, again, that's kind of that preferred G League member contract, which is actually what he initially signed with the Warriors. But then during training camp, the Warriors liked what they saw. They gave him a two-way deal the following year. Exhibit 10 with the Hawks, played in the G League exclusively, and his stats looked pretty similar to what they did in his first season. 13 points a game, five and a half rebounds, uh, five and a half rebounds a game. Sh- didn't shoot the ball quite as well, just 33% from three and 44% from the floor. Um, but the idea behind what Marcus Derrickson can do is, is spread the floor as a pick and roll big. Um, and, and that's kind of what, what he brings to the table. Now in college, he was also a great shooter as well. And I think the wolves just want to get another look at, at a, at, or a look at another forward who can stretch the floor a little bit. They just don't have enough of those guys. Obviously that's the point. That's what they're hoping to get from watching Hernan Gomez. It's what they wanted to get from Jake Lehman to some extent um, at the three and the four, but Jared Vanderbilt doesn't stretch the floor. Jade McDaniels isn't quite consistent enough from outside the arc. Hopefully Derrickson can bring that. He shot 46.5% from three in his last year at Georgetown back in 2018 for his college career, just a hair under 40% from three. Um, and again, he's a six, seven forward who should have the ability to rebound at a decent clip as well. So I'm interested to see him play in Las Vegas. The other name that stands out to me um, as a player that'll be really fun to watch is Jared Brownridge. He played at Santa Clara. But his last season in college was back in 2016-17. He was a four-year starter there and averaged at least 16 points a game every year. For his career, 18 points a game with Santa Clara was kind of a more of a combo guard. Didn't get a ton of assists. He's only six foot one. It was listed at six foot two, I guess. Uh, but outside the arc, shot the ball over 40 percent from three during his college career, 40.3%. Since then, he's played both overseas and in the G League. In parts of four seasons in the G League, he shot the ball at a 39.4% clip from outside the arc. So always right around that 39-40% throughout college, throughout the G League. And he's been extremely consistent there. He's also scored the ball for his G League career. He's averaging 15 points a game in 108 games in the G league. Um, so he can always, he's always been able to score despite his size again, just about six foot one, but he's got a six foot eight wingspan. So theoretically, um, he's able to, to, you know, clog passing lanes, defend a little bit. Um, I, from what I can tell, I don't think he's, he's a great defender. Um, but if you go watch G league clips of him, he can get his shot off from almost anywhere and, uh, he can score the ball. Um, he's an efficient scorer. And again, the wingspan is attractive as well. So there's a lot of guards on this team. Um, obviously, the Wolves are going to give Jalen Noel the opportunity to initiate a lot of offense. We're going to see McKinley Wright doing that. We'll probably see Isaiah Miller. So Jared Brownridge probably will play off the ball if he gets some minutes as, as kind of an undersized shooting guard. And and that's probably why he hasn't gotten an opportunity in the NBA yet is because he is basically an undersized shooting guard. But it'll be interesting to see if what kind of chances he gets in summer league. Uh, because I do think he's a, he's a potential intriguing fit as kind of a depth guy. If they can stash him in Iowa, um, but just see what he's got, you know, maybe he's an exhibit 10 guy here leading into training camp. If he can show something in summer league, but the professional experience that he's got and his track record, track record of being able to shoot the ball and having a, a good wingspan in the backcourt there, uh, it makes him an interesting person for me to watch here going into Vegas summer league. Okay. Um, next, I want to talk Laurie Markkinen. I want to talk about what the Wolves might need to give up to get him. There was a, an article at Bleacher Report where that was discussed, um, an article by Zach Buckley uh, with a proposed trade. You know, what could the Wolves offer to get Laurie Markkinen in a sign and trade deal from the Chicago Bulls? So I want to talk about that next. First, 
Let's uh, let's hear from our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, of course, well more than half over now, and NFL's about to start. Summer League starts this weekend, and if you want to bet on Summer League, you can do that. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, as well as the NBA, all your NFC, or excuse me, UFC and MMA action, as well as football, which starts up soon. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. There have been plenty of potential trade targets kind of bandied about the Timberwolves blogosphere and, and Timberwolves Twitter. Of course, John Collins is a sign and trade opportunity, or I guess before the end of the season, he was a trade possibility for the Wolves. We've heard plenty about Ben Simmons. We've heard more recently about Miles Turner, less likely Damana Sabonis. Uh, Pascal Siakam has been mentioned. Going back to the last couple trade deadlines, Aaron Gordon, so many names as the Wolves try continuously try to find a power forward of the future for this team. Jade McDaniels could be it, but we've also seen that Chris Finch wants to play him at the three. And Juancho Hernan Gomez is only under contract for one more year. I'm sure he leaves after this year. Team option he may even be traded still there. Jared Vanderbilt is, is good. He's not the long-term potential, you know, starting four for this team, most likely. So, you know, where do they look? Uh, we've heard the name Laurie Markkinen a couple off seasons ago was kind of the first time when Rosas first took over is like, okay, maybe the Bulls don't want to pay him an extension coming off his rookie deal. Maybe he'll be available. Same thing last offseason. Heard the name again, although the Wolves were pretty focused on D'Angelo Russell in, in free agency last summer. Now, Laurie Markin is a restricted free agent. The Bulls are allowing, I mean, he has the opportunity to leave. They're open to a sign and trade possibility. And the Wolves are interested. We've heard this in multiple places. John Hollinger reported it over uh, at, uh, at at The Athletic. Um Local reporters, including John Krasinski of The Athletic, have reported it. Bleacher Report has reported the Wolves' interest in Laurie Markkinen. And it's not surprising, right? I mean, they're interested in any power forward that would be an upgrade for them. The question with Markkinen becomes, A, what kind of contract are you about to pay Laurie Markkinen? And 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 B, what in a sign-in trade, this isn't a straight free agent signing, what are the Timberwolves giving up in order to acquire Laurie Markkinen in addition to the salary you're going to give him. So first of all, let's talk about Markkinen as a player. Would Laurie Markkinen improve the Minnesota Timberwolves if they just added him to the roster? The answer is yes. He is a stretch four who's improved pretty much year over year as a pro, although his opportunities have diminished as the Bulls have done whatever whatever it is the Bulls are doing and churning their roster and, and kind of treading water generally. Um but he was legitimately good this year. He shot over 40% from three, 40.2% 40. to be exact, 36.6% from three for his career. He aver- For his career, he's averaged four, excuse me, 15.6 points, 7.1 rebounds over four years in the league. Um, second year, he was an, a 19 and nine guy, 18.7 points, nine rebounds per game, shot 36% from three. And it was kind of after that season when the rumblings were, hey, maybe the Wolves could try and trade for marketing type of a thing. Um, He's had some injury issues kind of off and on for, for most of his four years, but he's, he's, I mean, nothing major, right? 
the biggest issue for him is defense. Um, and also he, he's an okay rebounder. He's not like, he's not as bad of a rebounder as, as a lot of stretch fours would be. He is a legit seven feet tall. He's a decent rebounder. Uh, the bigger issue is defensively. He's not exactly a defensive stalwart. He's not ultra switchable by any stretch of the imagination. And, um, I mean, could the Wolves trot out a lineup with Laurie Markkinen, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Edwards all in it, and Malik Beasley? I mean, say that they they retain Malik Beasley. That's four clear minus defenders. And maybe Anthony Edwards becomes an average or better defender. That's on the table still. Beasley and D'Angelo Russell are not going to be, and it's pretty unlikely Markkinen will be. So now you've got Towns as an average defender with four below average defenders. And I mean... Like, what do you do? I mean, you can't play Vanderbilt and McDaniels and Akogi are your three best defenders and none of them would be in the starting lineup. Um, you're not going to bring Beasley off the bench. You're not going to, I mean, I guess you maybe could, you could slide everybody down, put McDaniels at the three and bring Beasley off the bench. But suddenly you're, you know, four of your best five players are all minus defenders. And that, that could be pretty scary, especially if you're also paying Lori Markinen a contract extension, which is going to inevitably be, you know, I, I don't I don't even know what he's gonna get, certainly not the max, but he's he's gonna get a pretty big salary um wherever he ends up. And if you're doing a sign in trade, you're giving up an asset too. Which brings us to Zach Buckley's article at Bleacher Report. He has the Wolves giving up Torian Prince, who of course they just uh acquired, and a top ten protected 2023 first round pick. So the Wolves essentially in this in this situation, they're basically shipping, you know, Prince funnels through Minnesota, but you're shipping out Ricky Rubio to get Lori, Ricky Rubio and a first for Lori Markkinen and a second because they got the second round pick from Cleveland. Um, is that a decent trade? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lori Markkinen is a better player than Ricky Rubio and he's got obviously more upside. He's a better fit for the Wolves roster. So if that ends up being what happens, that's actually not bad. The scary thing for me is the contract combined with the lack of defense. Um, And now you've got all this money, Russell for the next two years at a max salary, Beasley for the next two, potentially three years at an average annual value, 15 million towns on a max salary, all minus defenders, and then whatever you're going to pay Laurie Markkinen. Um, That is a scary prospect, uh, if you ask me. The offense would be phenomenal. And you'd basically just have to win a race to, I don't know, 120, 130 points every night. And I think the Wolves would do it more often than not. I think that's a a 40 plus win team, certainly, or a 45 plus win team, probably a playoff team right away, uh, maybe even solidly like a six seed, something like that. But what's the ceiling of a team that's going to be so bad defensively? And and how could this, how could this Timberwolves team with Markin and Beasley, Russell Edwards, slow anybody down enough in a in a crunch situation, regular season or playoffs, crunch time situation, how would they stop anybody? Um, and and that's the biggest concern for me. So all things considered, yeah, Markin makes the roster better overall. And that's the business the Wolves should be in is just improving the roster. And that's what Gerson Rosas is trying to do. But is it worth tying up salary cap? Is it worth tying up assets in a future trade? to acquire a guy who's going to drag your defense down and improve your offense, you know, improve it. But, but what should the focus really be here? And is it worth giving up assets to, to make such a move? Um, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this to be clear. I, I think that I would hold on and I would see how this thing shakes out with the, with the really three headed monster of McDaniels, hopefully Vanderbilt, if they can resign him in restricted free agency and watch Hernan Gomez. We saw him play better, once he was healthy at the end of last season and he was past, uh, he was in shape, 
He was past the COVID-19 diagnosis. He was playing for Chris Finch. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he's still traded. He's effectively an expiring contract and Rubio's gone now too. And there's obviously the weird uh, Team Spain thing heading into the Olympics where the Wolves and uh, and Spain, I guess, miscommunicated Hernan Gomez's status uh, for the Olympics. So perhaps Hernan Gomez is gone too. But I'd like to see the three-headed monster of, of Vando, McDaniels, and Hernan Gomez get an opportunity, see, see how that shakes out. You know, those guys can all uh, play the three or in Vanderbilt's case, the five in certain situations. And I actually think there could be something there because remember, whoever's playing the four in between Towns, Beasley, Edwards, Russell is a relatively low usage, doesn't need to do much offensively, right? Um, It's going to be a low usage slot in the lineup. And I think that the three of those guys each bring something different to the table and it could be intriguing. Um, Is it the long-term answer? Is it going to you know, is this going to get the Wolves into the first round and beyond the first round of the playoffs? No, probably not. But there could be something there. And it could also give us a sense for what is the long-term best fit next to Towns. Has Towns made enough of a of a leap defensively? Does McDaniels make enough of a leap offensively where you feel good about him being the power forward of the future for sure? And maybe he cements that as his best position moving forward instead of the three. Um, all those things are possibilities, but I'd, I think tying up cap space and assets into acquiring a no defense guy like Markinen would worry me. Um, and that's not a move that I would make if I were Gerson Rosas. All right, that's all we have for you today here on the show. We'll be back, of course, on Friday. I actually was on Locked on Cavs today talking with Chris Manning over at Locked on Cavs about Ricky Rubio. So go listen to that. That uh, should publish today on Thursday. And I'll probably play a chunk of that conversation for Friday's show, along with anything else that that comes up here as we prepare for Las Vegas Summer League. Again, the Wolves tip off for the first time Sunday night in Las Vegas. And so Monday's show, we'll talk all about the opening game from Sunday night. And we'll be daily again all next week covering Summer League, the end of the Olympics, of course. Um, actually, as I'm recording this, Team USA is playing and took a second half lead over Australia despite being down 15 in the second quarter. Um, they should be, knock on wood, advancing to the gold medal game Saturday morning. So we'll talk about that on Monday's show as well. Um, so there'll be plenty to talk about throughout next week. If you're not already following or subscribed to the show, please do so. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and on uh, at, at, at B Beacon, two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Thanks once again for listening. Of course, the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Thanks once again for listening. Today's title sponsor was rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Betting on the NBA, and I guess the NBA Summer League, or whatever it is you want to bet on, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.